Thanks for tuning in to the Ivy MBA podcast. This podcast was recorded during a live virtual event. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. My name is Lindsay Littman. I am part of the full-time MBA recruiting and admissions team here at Ivy. Very excited for tonight's topic because it's all about the student experience. It's all about those first uh, 90 days or first part of core one. There's a core one and core two. And our students have just been in the program since March and it's uh, July now. So got back from their break week last week. So perfect time. They're all rested to share their story and their experiences and very happy to have them here tonight. So uh, let's get to them, the, the stars of tonight's session. So, uh, sorry, I'm going to start with you. If you don't mind just introducing yourself and tell us about your university, where you were before you joined Ivy. Um, yeah, sure. So, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Sari. Um, I'm originally from Palestine. So, um, I graduated from Manchester University um, about seven years ago, back, back in the days. Um, I did mechatronic engineering, and ever since I've been working in the oil and gas industry in the Middle East. So I was a commissioning engineer. So before coming to Ivy, I led the commissioning team on telecom systems and a gas um, in a in a refinery project in Oman. And so, so yeah, now I'm here at Ivy. Awesome. Thanks. Sorry so much. And next, uh, Bethany. Let's go to you next. Hi everyone. I'm Bethany. I um I used to I went to school in uh Toronto. I went to Toronto Metropolitan University and I studied um business management and I my focus was real estate management. Um before coming to Ivy, I decided that I wanted to do property development, but I actually ended up in financial services. So, I was a project manager doing um software implementation with uh, discretionary portfolio managers. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, nice to have you here, Bethany. And last but not least, Shreya. Hi, everyone. So my name is Shreya, and I was born and brought up in Kuwait, um, ethnically from India, Delhi, New Delhi. Um, and I moved to the U.S. when I was 18. I did my undergrad there, Bachelor's of Science in Accounting. Um, moved to New York, worked at EY. I was doing um, financial services audits, um, wealth and asset management clients. Did that for two years. Um, it was a good experience, but I was ready for something new. Um, happened to be stuck in India during COVID and um, always had an entrepreneurial passion. So I tried my hand a little um, at a little hospitality, hospitality entrepreneurial venture um, for about a year and a half. And then I made my way to Ivy and it's been great so far. Good to hear. Nice to have you here as well. So um, interestingly, you're all from section one. So I guess section one is in the house tonight. Uh, so nice to have you all here. Um, to those who are audience, when you start the program, you're divided into either section one or section two. So uh, there's not a favoritism towards section one. It was just randomly the three of you end up being from section one tonight. Um, so let's get into a bit of when you started the program, thinking way back to March now, um, coming into the program, you had your own expectations of what it was going to be like. What's this case methodology, uh, you know, having learning teams and moving to London, all these thoughts and wonders about it. And let's talk about 
what you expected and, and where actually the reality was of it. So maybe to start, can we talk about, you know, adjusting to like during your first week, you're adjusting to the, a schedule, you're adjusting to a, a new back in school, learning through cases in a new city. Um, can someone share about how that first week went with all those adjustments going on? Um, yeah, I think I can go first, I guess. So, um, so yeah, I mean, coming into the program, I mean, I think for most of us, when we knew that we're only going to be doing like three classes a day from 8.20 to like one, and then that's it, we we're like, oh, that doesn't seem so bad. But then when you look at the sort of the workload and the uh, the cases that you need to prepare for the next day, that's definitely the biggest adjustment. I mean, uh, I believe most of us, if not all, came actually from industry. So we didn't come straight from, from undergrad. We didn't have some work experience. And so coming back to this student life on its own is an adjustment. But I believe the extra part is the case method because, um, you do generally spend about two to three hours, uh, per case. But, and, and this is a major adjustment. And then when you come to class and then when you talk to your learning teams, you kind of gain different perspectives and then, but particularly when you're in class, you see like how that not all information in the case is relevant. And this is where you, that's another adjustment, which you, which you kind of have to jump into um, with the case methodology. Um, I think another point, which I'm going to just slightly touch upon is uh, contribution as well. You're, you're expected to come prepared and actually prepared to speak. So you have to know what the case is about, do your own analysis, answer some questions, as well as, you know, share your own thoughts and experiences and perspectives as well. So uh, that, that's, that's a big adjustment for me, particularly coming from an engineering background. It was absolutely nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Now, was that nerve wracking? You know, the whole piece of, I'm an engineer background. I now have to raise my hand and contribute. Were you a bit of like, not imposter syndrome, it's such a fad term these days, but did you feel a little bit, oh, I'm not sure if I want to contribute or not? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And um, I, I still remember the first day that we had at Ivy. And I think the first session where we actually did like a case. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone thought like, oh, we're already doing a case. Like we're we're still in the first day. Like everyone's meeting everyone. And then the purpose of it was like a demo where we try the case method. And then I remember the professor of accounting, um, Professor Vaughn, um, he actually asked, like the majority of the session was about feedback. I think um, one person contributed in class and then he asked him, how is contribution? Did you feel, you know, your classmates are judging you? And then he was like, well, you kind of have to get over it. Like, that's normal. And this is what you'll be trained to do here. So, um, so yeah. So obviously I think everyone was nervous at first. Plus there's that expectation that it's still uncertain and we're not really sure how it's going to work out. But then I think Ivy makes you believe that, you know, you just got to trust the process. I mean, it's, it's a skill that you got to practice and you just eventually get there. You're using one of our taglines already. Trust the process. I mean, see, yeah. just in your first That's few months, you're already using it so easily. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is That's true. Cool. And it is supposed to be a safe environment. And it's so common every year, the first two weeks, it's students are a little bit more apprehensive to contribute, but it is that environment that, you know, we want you to share your back, what you think, how to solve a problem. And, um, and that's the way of learning, right? You got to, you got to put yourself out there. So what about you, Bethany? How was your first week and your adjustment to it all? Was it what you thought? Was it completely different? Well, I had the opportunity to actually attend. Uh, I think it was like Ivy on the road, or it was like a session where they held it in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. And I was able to actually experience the case, a case method. And I really enjoyed it. And that's actually what drew me to Ivy because I just sitting in that one session in Toronto, I'm like, 
I'm hearing all these different perspectives from people who are from different backgrounds. And I think that actually coming to Ivy and being in the class, it's like, okay, now the real work starts. And I don't know if you guys have heard this term or if anyone has said it to you in recruiting, but um, they've all said like, oh, it's like drinking from a fire hose. So that's, I think, literally how it felt for all of us. Um, but as Sari mentioned, like as you go on, you will build your confidence and you'll be willing to speak up in class. And I think it's actually a lot of fun. Like even today, um, we had like somewhat of a debate. And so you hear like the different perspectives and like how people's like thought processes are and like their problem solving. So it's really interesting. And like, you can take that and like use it in the next case you do. So it was definitely an adjustment period. Um, but I've just been loving it so far. And I love learning from my classmates and because we all have different backgrounds, I think that's like a huge value add. Awesome. And so, so far you've been in two learning teams. Is that correct? You've been in three? Yes. You've been yeah, in two so far, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I always hear that you'll never forget, you know, your your first learning team. It's like you're true to your heart. It's uh, I think the nerves, the emotion, everything is tied to it. Are you feeling that same type? Is that the same feeling for you or it's not so uh, nostalgic, your first one, not so close to your heart? I guess I can speak for myself. Um, I will definitely always remember my first learning team, but we're not as close as like other learning teams. Okay. I think it's just like the dynamics in the groups. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely still friends with them, but we're not like trying to go out for dinner every weekend. Right. Whereas like other learning teams, like they still keep in touch, which I think is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, uh, the learning teams for the audience, we actually switched them three times over the first six months. So that way you were really maximizing your learning with your classmates um, the, the whole, you know, idea of the learning team is that you support each other with the homework, you pick your brains, you ask questions. If maybe you're an accountant, you're, you're doing very well in the accounting course, but you might struggle in marketing. So there's, they're picked for you because you want diversity in that learning team with different backgrounds to help with that adjustment and support. Um, have you found that so far with your learning team that you've been able to lean on each other? Uh, you know, someone's going to be an expert here and not so much in other ways. Do you find that that has been instilled through your experience so far? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, so we, we have these things called 24 hour reports and that's really when like you get like people who are like want experts and then like you get to like leverage their knowledge and that, um, and I feel like the Ivy environment, it's like very much a community. Like we're all willing to help each other out. So just because like you're not in my learning team, like we still like collaborate with like other groups. Oh, so good. it's very much like a shared experience, I would mm-hmm. say. But yeah, it's definitely like there's one person who's like the accounting experts. So, okay, we're going to just like listen to you and like follow your lead on the accounting 24 hour report. Perfect. And that's, we're going to get the 24 hour reports in a minute. But before we get there, you know, since you're now, you know, experts in learning through cases, perhaps one of you can share how you describe it. You know, we get a lot of questions, especially around, well, how do you learn a theoretical concept? And is every day in class pretty much a discussion? Um, would so one of you mind taking a stab at how you would describe a classroom experience at Ivy? Yeah, I can, I can touch on that. So, 
Um, coming into the case-based learning um, myself, I was also very overwhelmed and confused, like how the process is going to look like uh, in class discussions. But the way it goes is like you prep a day before you, you read the case, you learn to read it. Um, you learn to look for the more important information <laughs> and like kind of, you know, um, move through the rest and speak to your learning team about it and then kind of discuss what you think. And like the, the professor will assign um, some questions based on the case um, that will be the primary topic of discussion during class. Um, and so you will, as a team, try to answer those questions and as an individual too, try to see like what you think about these things and then collaborate with your team. And then during the class discussion, the professor will basically take contribution from students, try to like summarize the case or what we call like the size up of the company um, and uh, you know highlight some case facts so if you miss some of the information it's going to be definitely like mentioned in the discussions um, and then essentially the professor tries to like lead you um, through a process of like thinking so you're like first analyzing the company trying to understand like the um, uh, uh, the situation in the economy and, you know, kind of like different pieces um, and then kind of tie them together to understand how to deal with the actual problem at hand. Um, and professors are very good with like leading you through the process. So it kind of helps you to think through that on your own when you're like moving through the case learning process. Um, uh, yeah. And I mean, class discussions are like very, very eye-opening. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that we don't think about and then people with different expertise uh, will bring up and you you realize you didn't even think about it. And it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Some of those aha moments, right? Like, oh, oh I yeah. never thought about um, that. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Plenty of those. Yeah. So I think I would like to just add in here that um, I believe, again, when we first started, uh, I think one of the professors mentioned to us what it's like from their side, it's, uh, you know, they're sitting in a room in front of, you know, because we're divided into two sections, I think our section is about 73. Um, and so they're sitting in front of, you know, 73, or well, in both sections, actually, the whole cohort. And so they're, they're they could be asked anything. And, you know, they're, they're, um, rightly so under the impression that you know we're all smart intelligent people and so we might really ask some very you know good questions and you know sometimes questions they might not even have thought of before and it did happen and this is actually the the beauty of the case method and so you know seeing how it is from their perspective and how they're supposed to manage all that in 80 minutes and as Shreya said you know like lead us to the to, to a specific you know thought process um, in the sense, you can you can all share your perspective and your thoughts, but then you would see that there is like a certain flow where, you know, which is which is ideally how the case method should really be run. I can't think of any other way that it can be run. And so, uh, but I guess one 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 important aspect to this as well is if like the cases, many of them are actually IV cases. And they're they're actually written or or supervised by someone who wrote the case by the professor himself or herself, which I think is really good. So the professors are not just very well experienced in teaching the case, but they're actually the ones who were behind writing the case and doing all the bunch of research and talking to the companies, which I think is you know is pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Also, those are great ways, both of you, for capturing that um, that experience. And certainly, you know, as Bethany mentioned earlier, we did we do offer uh, those kind of classes on the road. And for those who are in the Toronto area, we are offering one in September. And the event details are are on our website. Another great way to experience, even to see the environment of it, is coming for a class visit. We recognize it's not 
possible for all of our global candidates. But if you happen to be in Canada or, or in our area, we do offer those monthly. And it, it does help you get an idea of what both Shreya and Sari have talked about in terms of what is this really like? Can I see myself doing this for a year? Um, you might be a little nervous about it, but as we said, that's pretty normal. And we do feel it's the best way of really understanding the concepts and really thinking like a global business professional. Now, Bethany, you touched on the 24-hour report. This is always a part of an interesting part of our curriculum. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, for majority of core one, I think all of the classes in core one, we have this thing called the 24 hour report. And essentially it's where we're provided a case like the day before, like, let's just say it's on a Thursday and we have 24 hours to work on it, come up with a solution and answer the questions. And um, we'll do that with our learning teams and it's due the next day at like 2 p.m. So I remember doing our first 24 hour report. I think it's for leadership or leading people in organizations. And that was a pretty interesting case. You definitely get to see like your learning team's personalities, I would say during that time. Um, and it gives you the experience just like how to work with different people and like what are their learning styles um, in order to come up with something that's cohesive. So I think that's an experience that I would say most like alumni that I've heard like is really memorable for them. So I think that like, speaking for myself, it's re- it's going to be really memorable. Like if I look back, like, oh yeah, 24 hour reports, like it was hard work, but I think it's like such a good experience because like you're given like only 24 hours to come up with like a solution to a problem. Did any of you sleep on campus during a 24 hour report? Do you actually oh, go home? No, I think generally most people go home at like 3 a.m. is like the latest yeah. I've seen somebody there. Um, I haven't personally been there, but I've definitely stayed up until like 3 a.m. like editing a report. Um, just so it makes it easier for the next day. We're just like going through it and doing like a final read through. But yeah, some of them are definitely heavier than others in terms of like content and what the professor is expecting. Awesome. Yeah, those are they're fun, but right there, it's a lot. It's a, it's a good intensity, right? And yeah. thankfully, it's only twenty four or four. There's also a forty eight hour report as well. I don't. We don't have that for our program. That uh, maybe for uh-huh. HBAs, or I think they might have changed it. Yeah, they, they might have changed, changed it. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're just keeping the tough one for you guys, then. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> really testing your ability, right? Uh, oh, that's great. So. So shifting away from the curriculum experience, because there's so much more to the program than just the classroom. You know, of course, it's important and you got to go and pass and all that stuff. But let's talk about the more social side of things. So you're all actually quite active um, in activities outside of the classroom, if I'm correct. Shreya, you're the VP of Women and Management. Um, Bethany, you are the social rep. No surprise of section one. And sorry, you are the section rep of social one. So maybe you could each just tell me a little bit about your role and why you decided to get involved um, in these student activities. Yeah, definitely. So I am the social rep. So essentially, my role in the MBAA is to plan events for our class with the section two social rep. Um, And it's really a way to bring the cohort together because we are split up into two sections. We want to host events um, that are inclusive. And it's just a way to like let loose, given that the program is um, pretty intense. And the reason why I decided to do it is because I just want to be a part of everyone's experience at Ivy and just like make it as memorable as possible. And based on the feedback, I think we've been doing that. 
So um, yeah, and I've been having the best time. It's also allowed me to get to know the other section a lot more. So people I don't typically see. Um, And I think it's just like a good way to just like bring everyone together and like really like build the community up. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so for me, so I'm the section rep. And so, so I'm only responsible, you know, looking after one section. Um, so, uh, I think my role involves like basically, um, addressing any issues or concerns that the section might have, you know, um, academic or others, like, uh, you know, all things you can think of, like the printer is not working. It's, uh, mm. it's cold in class or, you know, all kinds of things that people would, it, it's basically like I'm the focal point for all issues. And then yeah. I, I basically just address them to the, either the program office or the, to the professors themselves. Like um, I can even give an example on that. So I think in, was it in sometime in April, I think we had our first, was it our second 24 hour report. And then on that same day, we did have another assignment. And then uh, I got a concern from from some of my peers. And then they were saying like, oh, we're getting these two on the same day. You know, it might be very challenging. And then I spoke to the professor and the professor was just very happy to postpone, you know, the deadline for the assignment, which which, again, is, is, is really great. And something that I noticed is is that the professors and the program office are there and they understand these roles. And then they actually try to help you, like if the class basically counts on me to um you know, to, to actually, you know, change a deadline maybe, or, or, you know, maybe change a policy. They actually try to be supportive as much as they can, you know, as opposed to like, oh no, that's how we do business. And, you know, so, um, so yeah, it's been great. And as Bethany mentioned, these, I believe the, all these roles are a great opportunity for you to kind of meet everybody and, you know, like directly interact with everyone, which I think is really great. Oh, fantastic. And Shreya, a woman in management VP tonight. Yes. So just to give you guys a quick background, like Ivy has a bunch of clubs. I think there's like 18 of them um, or 17. Uh, One of them is women in management. um, And basically our mode, like our motive is to um, uplift like all the women um, that are currently in the program or planning join um, and, you know, kind of encourage them to um, think out of the box and not you know, just feel like they're good enough and apply to things. Like we have all kinds of women in our program. We have mothers, we have like younger people, like in their twenties, we have, um, you know, people that are planning weddings, like, you know, so, I mean, there's a lot going on and I feel like you need a lot of support with all of that. Um, and just like, I've always been very passionate about like, you know, equity women, especially in the workplace. Um, so that was definitely my, um, motivation. Um, and, um, we host a lot of events, like, um, panels and like, we have a lot of women from like, um, you know, very inspiring roles that, you know, come in to talk to us about their journey through, um, the different work, uh, workplaces that they've been a part of and the progression, the way it led and like, you know, the different life circumstances that led them to certain things. Um, and, um, like I've attended one, um, for, um, uh, women's day. And I think that was extremely inspiring and that's the goal, right. To just uplift everyone. And of course, like also for allies, um, allies are welcome too. I think uh, a lot of them, like men are very interested in understanding how to uplift the, you know, the women of our cohort or in general, um, in their workplace. And it's a really good place for them to understand what they can do to support us. Um, and we also host a really, um, not host, I would say we, uh, have a, program called Pass the Glass. So we essentially help incoming um, women, um, Ivy, 
candidates. Um, we are each paired with one of them to like answer any questions or help them through the process of integrating into the Ivy community um, and host an event with them, which is very exciting because we also get to leave an impact on the incoming class and get to know them and offer any advice. So always happy to help. No, that's great. And so really for most of the time, your events are Ivy student focused in terms of those can attend. But if you have partners, spouses, are they, they're able to also attend, correct? Yes, definitely. I think each event has different guidelines. For the most part, we're very welcoming with like spouses and everything. I think overall through the program, not just WIM. I think even the social reps and everyone are, are pretty good with incorporating, you know, our spouses or all of that in the program. Now there's kids coming too. So yes, there's different yes. kinds of events. So there's some that kids are there too. And it's very exciting. And some where it is inappropriate for kids to go to. So yes. they might need to get a babysitter that night. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I think that the note on, on partners and spouses, I know all three of you are in that situation where you have partners um, while you're doing the MBA program. We try to be very inclusive with them being involved. We know it's a big deal. So whether they live in London with you or they come down to visit temporarily, our, what we think of it is they can pretty much go to a lot of the activities except not class and not recruiting activities. Like that's different. You know, it's not a two for one deal tuition where um, they get to go to everything with you, but a lot of the socials outside of class. And we should mention there's a lot of socials that that aren't formally organized, like through a club. I mean, you might all live around in the same neighborhood, maybe some apartment buildings. So there's, I know from previous years, there's a lot of natural, like if you're interested in doing something, there's usually someone who's also interested in going out or doing something. Um, Are you finding that so far in your experience? Yeah, so definitely. definitely. Sorry, go ahead, Bethany. No, okay. <laughs> you both just couldn't wait to chime in yeah. on that. Like, oh, yes, there's lots going on. Definitely. I think like when we first started or when I joined like the Ivy cohort group chat, there was like, I think there's like 18 like different chats just like for people who are interested in running or if you want to play tennis or like mm-hmm. volleyball. Um, I know there's really sports ones, but like even like people like getting together for like a jam session, like it's like really interesting and it's great to see that like people have commonalities like outside of school. So mm-hmm. that's like another way that like people are getting involved and um, like getting to know each other outside of class. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And, and I think that's the one of the benefits of with the city of London as well is it's not so expansive. I mean, we're, we're more than 500 people. We're not that rural and small either, but it's kind of a nice happy medium of you're all really going through this together. Not many in the program are really from the city of London. So the, your social group is are your peers. So it is nice to find some similarities and uh, expand you know, your network, not just professionally, but also socially as well. Um, so looking at, I guess, so we talked about classroom, we talked about the social side, Let's talk a little bit about career management and the recruiting so far in the program. It does start early. Um, you know, I know as early as officially end of May, there are some activities going on, but the work with career management begins before that. Um, can one of you just talk a little bit about some of your involvement with career management so far in the program? Yeah, I can I can take that. So um, career management is basically a really helpful resource, especially just in the onset of things, just like kind of trying to understand the process and how things work and the timeline and understanding what companies are partnered with IWE. And like if you're looking outside of these partners, like how to kind of tackle that um, and how to understand like at the initial stages, what your interests are and like, you know, what you should be focusing on at the moment. Um 
they've been doing this for years, so they're great at this, and you know they offer great advice. Um, besides, like you know, telling you about these companies and recruiting, they offer a lot of like workshops through your. Um, so after classes, you'll have like a session with uh, CMs generally with both the sections together, and they'll help you like self development. Like we recently had one um, that was about using ChatGPT in creating our. Um, cover letters for our applications and there's some that we will assess like our Clifton strengths and kind of chat with our classmates about like how do you um, you know use these Clifton strengths for a benefit and then kind of understand our classmates through that um, to bond better and understand different people in the workplace as well um, we go through building our story um, kind of figuring out what's you know, what are some details that um, are important for us to be sharing um, in these like quick elevator pitches or coffee chats and stuff like that. Um, they pair us with alumni um, to, uh, you know, that the, are in the same industry that we're looking to go to, um, to have chats and kind of uh, calm the nerves before we start coffee chatting mm -hmm. with like companies. Um, so they definitely have a lot of initiatives that are already set in place. But besides that, whatever kind of support you need, um, there's always appointments available virtually or in person that you can go to and basically anything under the sun you can ask. Um, and if they don't have the answers available, they will direct you to the right person that can answer the questions. Um, so generally, they're also just very nice to talk to. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's just like I make an appointment and I'm like, I figured out what I already needed to know. And now I just like want to chat about the experience. So they're pretty great like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's almost no, like a good. therapy session. <laughs> yeah. I've had yeah, it. <laughs> it is. Uh, that's yeah. great. I've heard that. Yeah. I know, I know some programs categorize their career management as more like executive coaching and they have a fancier turn to it, but you're right. These are not just about your career. I mean, they are there for you. They, they know it's an emotional year of a roller coaster. There's ups, there's downs. So um, they're human, right? And a lot of them have seen many students come through the program and they're, they're there to help you um, do it as, as best as possible. Um, so some, some questions, one question came through from Natalia. I want to make sure we answer is, is going back to curriculum, but it's around the grading system. We often get questions around what's case method, what's grading, what are exams, like um you've gone through again your first core so you've gone through a bit of that can you just share obviously it depends on the course so we will preface that but maybe give an example of um one course that we had exams maybe presentations what what that looked like um yes yeah, so i think i can go here so um yeah, as Lindsay said, like the courses can be can be a little bit different in terms of their you know grading system, um, but usually the, the course is divided something like thirty percent contribution, um, thirty five percent maybe a twenty four hour report or a group project, and another maybe thirty five percent for an exam. Like generally speaking, that's how the structure is. Um, so yeah, I mean for for exams, like normally they're they're actually it's actually a case that um, that we got, and then we're supposed to just basically, you know, make our own analysis or basically just answer some questions. Uh, we did have exams where we had to write a report. Um, but then again, it might seem very overwhelming, but it's not considering that, you know, for each course, you would have done maybe about 25 or so more cases. So once you go to the exam, it's actually more of a skill that you would have sort of attained than like, like proper core preparation, like an undergrad. 
Um, so which which to me is actually a winning point because um, it's because when it's a case exam, it's, it's kind of hard to prepare. Um, but but again, that depends. Like I remember for for finance, for instance, there was a lot of preparation because finance is a lot of um you, you know calculations that you need to do it's a lot of concepts theoretical concepts and you need to be able to kind of also provide like a qualitative assessment to to whatever you know the, um to whatever you're doing so finance was a bit different but in general i i believe the the grading in terms of the actual grades i think 60 percent is the pass and there's usually i mean we're always told that Ivy that the average is usually about eighty percent. There's normally like a like a like a curve where you know if if for instance the the class has let's say done exceptionally well in a particular course or an exam, it gets you know the curve adjusts that accordingly closer to the eighty percent. Um, but yeah, I mean it's. Um, it's actually uh, to me it's actually a very good learning experience you don't get to just you know like you know go away and like go over your notes or your it's it's not exactly that it's more about your own analysis and your own um sort of perspective that you actually develop throughout the course and so you feel that the exam is more of a like a practicing or like a like sort of like a self learning experience more so than like a typical student study experience mm-hmm. Great. Thanks for that. Sorry. That's uh, that's great. And yeah, it does vary a little bit. Contribution is always a percentage of it for sure to a degree. Um, and it's not on how often you raise your hand. It's the quality of, of your contribution. The faculty are pretty good at uh, keeping an eye on that. One of the questions that came through is around what is maybe your favorite part of learning through cases and what's the most challenging part of learning through cases? It's a bit of a thinker unless you know right away, but um, um. I think I can start with one of the challenges, I yeah. guess, is um, because obviously you're you're expected to come prepared and oh, you, yeah. you feel that, you know, cases are actually enjoyable because they touch on a lot of industries, a lot of subjects. And and the way they are is basically it's about a company and then there's a protagonist, usually a CEO or the general manager, and you kind of feel like you're role playing. So like I'm the CEO and this is the company and then they're facing like a problem or they're in a dilemma, they want to expand, they want to, you know, launch a new product, or they have declining sales. And so you're expected to come with a solution. And so, um, like this for me is like a very enjoyable part, again, like far away from, you know, sitting back in a lecture and just li- listening to the professor. It's actually very, very, um, you know, eye opening. Um, and so, especially when you take that up with your learning team and you all discuss the case and then the next day you go to class and then you hear the different perspectives from the class and the professor as well. Um, so yeah, to me, that was like a very, you know, the best part about the case method. I would say a challenge is, um, sometimes you're actually, it depends on the professor, but sometimes your thoughts are very much challenged. And so like you might just, um, you know, um, mention your perspective or contribute, but then the professor tends to sort of drill down into your own analysis and your own thoughts. And sometimes it's your peers as well. Like sometimes they challenge what you say and it's normal for you to just say something which you feel, oh, that's that should be right. And then it just gets shot down on the spot. That That's very normal. And I think the culture at IV sort of promotes that, that this is okay. And like, it's again, it's a safe environment. And as long as it's your own analysis and your own perspective and you can defend it, it's fine, no matter what it is. Awesome. Thanks for that. That Sorry, it's uh, well captured there. Now, on this note, um, what about favorite professors so far? <laughs> oh, I know mine. 
I'd have okay. I have a tie. I think. Um, I would say finance. Craig Dunbar. Oh, Craig. Craig. Yeah. Yes. Super nice guy. Super I actually nice. really enjoyed his finance class. Like yeah. not really knowing much about finance, he made it exactly. easy, and it was. He's like, this is a safe place. Yeah. Um, so that his class is really good and like, he's really nice. And then also John Wilson, who teaches DMA. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that in the beginning, I found him intimidating personally. Um, cause I heard that he like cold called a lot and I took PKP with him. Um, which is like the preparatory course that you can take at Ivy before coming into the program, just like as a refresher. And, uh, he cold called me there. So I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to cold call me in class. And he did. But um, in the end, I actually told him, I'm like, thanks for cold calling me because it actually made me come more prepared for class. Mm-hmm. And it, I was more engaged. Um, so those two are my favorites. Any different opinions, Shreya or Sorry? I would say, um, I would say for me, it's Romel and Craig. Um, the two of them, Ramel is our econ professor and he is great. Like the way he makes you learn things is very interesting. Like you don't necessarily always have cases. Sometimes it's just like, he kind of goes with the flow of also like what's going on in the economy, which is very exciting. Cause like you get to kind of get into a deep dive of like what is going on. And like, it makes you like better prepared for a lot of conversations that you may have to have with like, you know, like recruiters or coffee chats or random like in- industry tracks like what's going on in like the tech industry right now right like it's exciting to hear more about that um from an economic standpoint um and he's a lot of energy so you're generally very awake in his classes um <laughs> it's very exciting to go through his discussions with him um and Craig Dunbar he's great um I also just wanted to add with Craig if anyone finds finance a little bit intimidating um he does do case-based method of, like of course but at the same time he has a few sessions that are more theory based so for, for those of you that were wondering like are there any theory, theory aspects to it and like what if you don't know anything about finance how are you supposed to analyze the case um he has recorded videos that you can kind of watch the day before like getting into the concept um and some of the classes he doesn't even take contribution he just goes into just trying to explain the concept to you, um, which is very comforting to know, like, you're not going to go like a deep dive straight into like finance concepts and, you know, analyzing the case. So um, don't be like afraid if you're not fully like a finance pro, like he will get you to the point that like, you know, enough to analyze the case. So I think just to touch on that, I think the professors, what I noticed about the professors at Ivy is it's, they have a bit of a trade-off where they understand that people from so many different backgrounds, you know, come to the MBA program and, you know, at the same time, it's a one-year program. It's not a two-year program, right? So there's a certain like level of knowledge that you're expected to have, but then they do seem to go, they seem to be following the pace of the class and it's not that the class follows their pace. So for instance, I remember for, for DMA, which is our decision management with analytics, is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So with, with John Wilson. Um, so I, I remember like the first thing that we, we studied was basically regression and then we're supposed to, you know, like just keep um, building models for the different cases and then justifying, you know, our intuition and, you know, just doing our, basically a whole analysis on them. And so I think he noticed that 
there's like a certain uh, people in the class who tend to be a little weak on regression because they haven't taken statistics made before. And he took that into account and he actually ran slower. And he even, I think he had an extra session where people could just, you know, come in and ask him any questions about regression. So um, it's, it's, it, it's actually very like, uh, it's, it, the, the pace is great. Like it's not, you know, I know there is that, overwhelming thought that it's a one-year program and I need to catch up, but the IV professors actually help you to catch up. And one more thing that's, I think, as equally important is um, there will always be students who are still, you know, struggling, uh, me included in finance. And so you'd always have, you know, like the finance gurus in class, you know, kind of stepping up and like running just sessions and, you know, basically helping everyone else, which I think is is amazing at Ivy. And it's just something that even the previous class told us about, that you would always have these quant gurus, as, uh, you know, Bethany said, or the finance gurus, and they, they, they managed to help a lot as well. No, that's great to hear. And there's a guru in something and everything, right? And you're all gurus yourselves in something. And so it's all that willingness to share and help others. And that's what we try to do in the admission side is bring in people who are willing to help others and don't have to be told to help others. Um, one thing I want to ask you all that came up a couple of times in the questions is around the pre-IV courses, the PKP. Um, Bethany, I know you mentioned you took PKP. Shreya or Sari, did you take PKP as well? Yeah, I yeah, did DMA. Yeah. Okay. So which courses did you did you take? So the options are between accounting, um, DMA, which is decision making and analytics, and um, what was the third one? Economics. Um, <laughs> and essentially the like everyone takes different stuff, or some people just don't take anything. It really depends on your comfort level mm-hmm. with all these subjects. Um, and I mean some people um will suggest you take DMA, which I did. Um, and I did find it helpful, but I'm not going to lie. I still came in very lost and confused because I had no analytics background. And PKP is like very quick. It goes by very fast. Um, I will say though that it was a little comforting to come into class. Having heard some of the words that he, like he had already used the PKP. I won't say that I understood the concepts or it made anything a lot easier for me it just made it less like nerve-wracking because like a lot of the words were like repeated and I'm like oh I have heard this before so it's less overwhelming when you're just like learning so many new things at once um that was my experience with it but I know there's some people that might have found it very beneficial or some people that didn't find it beneficial at all I was somewhere in between I'd say yeah I actually took all three of them um I guess I I felt like I'm going to take all three because I've been out of school for a little bit And so I found it really helpful, especially because Ramel teaches like economics and he does the PKP economics. I don't know if he'll do it again, Um, but his sessions were really helpful. So actually like going into the class, like I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like we kind of talked about this in PKP. So I understand um, where that's coming from. And then uh, DMA, like there were some models and like Excel functions that they go through that I have never used before. So I thought that was really helpful to familiarize myself with that. And then accounting and finance was really good um, because you learn like time value money, just like basic stuff that they'll go over at the beginning of class, but they might not go as in depth with it. Um, And I also recommend if you guys do do PKP, like come to London early because like that's when you make all your friends Um, or that's when I did. So you just like bond with the people who like are in London uh, early on. So I thought that was super beneficial. The great thing yeah, too so is, is, thing- is, yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. 
Yeah, one thing I want to touch on as well uh, with PKP is that um, PKP is run in a way where it's not like you go and attend the Zoom session and then you get taught the theory. I, I mean, Ivy is never like that, I feel. <laughs> so so how it is is for each course, once you sign up for, for a particular course, you actually do have some some readings and videos to... Um, uh, I mean, the platform is, is, is actually very good. It's, it's very... Um, engaging and so you're expected to sort of you know go through the theory go through the reading some videos and then when the session starts it's it, it kind of emulates the iv experience where you're expected to kind of contribute it, it, it there's no there's no grading at all but it's just i think it puts you out there in the in the sort of the iv atmosphere where you're you're supposed to contribute some of them even well not i think all of them basically called called some of us and we that's even before starting the program and so which i find is really great um but but yeah i mean as as trey and bethany said like um they're they're very they're very informative i would uh i would recommend that you guys um sign up for them if you feel that you need to um honestly for for the dma or i think it's called quant um course um i was a bit hesitant because i come from an engineering background and you know you know i'm sort of strong in quant and whatnot but then <laughs> when i actually signed up for it and you know, I had it with John Wilson. It was something else completely different than what I had before. It's uh, it's Excel and um, it's a lot of Excel functions. And you actually see how it's applied. It's not like your, you know, YouTube Excel tutorials where, you know, you kind of go through it and then you forget it like the next hour. This is different. And so, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Oh, I will also say it's very helpful to like be up that early in the morning and get in the schedule right before classes start. Oh, yeah. um, that's definitely very helpful to get in the routine of things and just like get used to um, people like listening to the contribution you have and like all that stuff, like that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, either right, I think you've all touched on in that it kind of quells some of the nerves. It gets you, it kind of immerses you into what you're going to have for the rest of the year. Um, so yeah, they're going to cold call you. You're going to have discussions, you know, it's, it's, but it's really not to keep saying a safe environment, but it is, it's the faculty are all here to help you learn. You know, they're not trying to trip you up to make you look stupid. They're trying to probe and ask you further to broaden your thinking, to help you expand and learn. And so um, it starts as early as PKP. The PKP courses, um, the inf- there's some high level information on our website, but more details comes to those who are confirmed to join us for the next intake and sign up doesn't begin really until I think December or January leading up to March or it starts in February. Historically speaking, it's about 10 days to two weeks directly before the first day of the program in March. So to Bethany's point, even though if it takes place virtually, which it will continue to do so from what I've been shared, it is nice to be in London because um, you do get to go out afterwards and socialize, right? Maybe commiserate about the course or, you know, sweat about why you didn't get the concept or, or something. It's nice to start some, have those conversations and even, you know, as Shreya mentioned, it, it's you go into March then feeling a little bit more confident, even just hearing a concept. OK, I'm not totally foreign to this concept. And I know some faces in the room that I met through earlier and saw on PKP. And, you know, a lot is going on in March when you start the program. It's a new city. It's a new program. You're with strangers. Um, it's nice to have some of that anxiety taken care of already by having already met some people and gotten used to the methodology. So. On that note, I want to thank you three so much for taking time out of your your evenings and sorry uh, morning for you uh, to connect with us and share your experiences. Uh, it really is helpful to give um, those who aren't part of Ivy a bit of an idea of what 
the experience is like. Uh, I know some questions came through about scholarships and admissions, and we have so many great podcasts and other great online information, including our website, to answer some of those high-level questions and certainly reach out to our team otherwise if you have more specific questions. Um, but appreciate everyone their time tonight. And um, for our audience, I hope this interests you more in our program and we see your application come through in the coming days. So I want to thank you all so much.